So we snuck last week in and then uh, got a note that uh, my good lady wife was associating with the positive case and the two tests, um, or the, all of the tests that she's done with my daughter have been negative, so um, we're doing the right thing and not associating with any of the unwashed. I mean, the um, general public. So <laughs> Wow. We're all good. Um, so I'm sitting here in the northeastern suburbs of Radelaide. Tangles is near town. Tomo's in his little slice of paradise in the Adelaide Hills. I am. Uh, we've got we've got Ash here in Melbourne, and other awesome correspondents to come in. So how are you going up there in the hills, there, Legend? I'm very well, thanks, mate. Very well. Um, we are doing what we can to get through this. Um, look, mate. It's it's pretty full on. There's been changes to Premier Cricket, um, their fixtures, which yep. I don't think I've seen before, uh, like wholesale changes. I've seen, like, matches abandoned and replayed, but never wholesale <coughs> changes like is going through. But I'll do that a bit more in my rap. But, yeah, it's, yep. uh, it's pretty full on, mate. Yeah, it's uh, a moving target. That's, that's for sure. The it certainly is. And um, I guess the the amount of vaccinations that seem to be happening and the increasing, which is really good, seem to change the rules the government uh, are abiding by as well. So the more we get vaccinated, the more the rules change. So it's quite hard on all of us um, people involved in local sport to keep up and keep the ball rolling, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit, mate. It is definitely is. It's um, it's tough, and it is. I've I've got a couple of umpires that can't umpire this week because they're close contacts and they're isolating. So okay. they've got to stay home, and do the right thing. So yeah, right. Means less umpires we have. Yeah, well, I guess that also means opportunities too. So. Those that uh, well, get maybe, it, yeah. grab it with uh, both <laughs> hands. Hopefully, if they if they do get an opportunity, that is, where depending on where, the, where the vacancies come in. But um, yeah, yeah. one man just in the is, just in the juniors at the moment. But yeah. Oh, okay. Well, even then, I guess there's always an opportunity. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but um, one man that knows how to deal with tough circumstances and getting through it is our man in Victoria. Ashley Barrow, how you going, man? Good, good, boys. Hi, all. How are we travelling in this uh, in this unusual part of life? But there we are. Now, all good down here in uh, downtown Dandenong, but it's all good. Very good. Beautiful, mate. Yes, no. We're still kicking goals, I reckon. Yep, there might be a um, bit. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, no, I was just going to say we, we're still kicking goals, but it might be a little bit more spread than what they normally are, but um, we're doing what we can. Yeah, I'm here, and yeah, we're pretty similar in the Dandenong District Association here. We've had uh, rounds last week just abandoned. All the turf grade was abandoned on the Friday wow. afternoon. Um, I think the, the, we're asking our clubs to report by 8 o'clock on Thursday night their numbers of players that are in isolation. Yep. And then we're making decisions at league-wise whether that's affecting too many teams. Um, I think the figure last week was 264 
players in the senior grades were isolating. Um, so they, they scrubbed all the turf rounds last week. That's uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, eight round, eight, eight grades of turf were cancelled last weekend. Wow. Um, and so that's, a lot. that's a lot of cricket. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. We're, we're able to reschedule that round, so that will be done later in the, in the year. And uh, this is round seven we're coming to this weekend. And we've yeah. already got one club with their senior side in the turf one comp, our top comp, with uh, five players isolating. So they're, they're out already for this round. So there's one, there's one team gone already. So um, yeah. the league will make some decisions yeah. in the morning and whether we go. Now, Ash, can I just verify with you that because they're COVID cases, they don't yep. they don't forfeit those games, do they? No, we, we've had a, a, a very big discussion as a president's forum about what we do. Uh, yeah. Provi- providing the team can have at least four players COVID isolating. If it's under four, that, that they have to fill it. If it's four or more... That game will be a forfeit, and not that game will be abandoned and rescheduled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Same as what we do here, mate. Yeah. yeah, only up to this round. This is round seven. Once we get into round eight and we lose games, that they can't be replayed. We've got no no more weekends free, spare weekends. Right. Free. So we're at our limit now this week. So this is so we're going to have uh, some games re- redone for round one. We've got. A call coming in from somewhere. Coming up for the curator. Oh, um, like me. Yeah, that's Telf trying to get in on a video. But um, we've got heads for radio, yeah. Telf. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? That was Telf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was calling in um, via video. But um, I don't know if people really want to see our heads just yet. No, not, really, not, not today, no. 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 <laughs> so, so this is, a, 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 apart from the, uh, the COVID and DCA, um, clubs have been really proactive, and I know, I know I'm an executive of the league, and we've been really happy with the reporting of the clubs and their, their proactivity in regards to nominating and naming their players pretty quickly that have got COVID. So it's, it's been as, as smooth as we can have it. I, I know it's frustrating for a lot of people because they want to play, but yeah. as, I, as we've all said, it, it is what it is, and we're going to do the best we can. That's it. That's all we can do. Correct. Uh, yeah, m- moving forward for the DDCA, um, like like most competitions around Australia, all our juniors are playing representative competitions at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yep. Same here. Results. Yeah, mixed results. But the biggest underlying fact is COVID, and uh, players are unavailable or available, or parents unavailable to, to get their kids around because of isolation. Um, so it's a it's a moving target for, for us at league level daily, um, um, and you know the amount of Zoom meetings I've been in to try and navigate through the uh, the maze of what we can do and try and not pacify but please all the teams and all the participants. Mm. And and we're here to play cricket, so we're doing our best to play as much as we can. So it's never yeah. easy, but um, that's why we do the job. Absolutely. Sensational, yeah, no, Matt. It's all good. Sensational. Yes, no, all good. So, um, I've, uh, I've been heavily tested because I was over there for the Adelaide Test match, so I got tested three times in 10 days, and I've been tested another couple of times since I've been back. Um
as I said to people, I can't do much more than that. So no. if everyone can do the same thing, we, we've got a chance to get through it. Yeah, so your nasal passages would be quite clean, I'd assume. Oh, mate. So, and there, there it is. And some of them are really good. Some of them just put it in there. Other, other, other of them want to drill through the back of your head. <laughs> I, I, I can't. There's, there's, some of them are really good. Some of them are shocking. I don't know. I'm so glad I've only had it done twice. When your eyes are watering, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I have not had one yet. Oh, really? Touch wood. I have not had a test yet. Oh, I haven't oh, had good to. Luck you, young good luck, yet. Well, there you are. I'll probably get it the worst out of all of us. No, you won't. Well, You'll I, be right. As long as you're back, mate, get your vaccinations done, get your booster done. Um, that's that's all we can do as, as a society and, and as, as human beings. And um, I know there's people that are against it and we'll leave less said the best. But um, yeah, you know, we just move, we just move on and do the best we can. That's all we yeah. can do. And we'll just face up and receive the next delivery. Yep, take centre and hope for best. Correct. That's it, mate. No worries. All right. Now, the only the only question I had, and this is was yep. raised to me, it was the BBL match that the bloke one bloke faced the last ball, the tenth over, and the first ball, eleventh over, the same batsman. Oh. oh, when did that happen? About three games back, mate. Really? I won't name the yeah. umpires or the match referee or the third umpire, but um, it was heavily debated on telly and on the radio, and, and they were saying, well, what do we do? And I just said to myself, well, if it's occurred and now we're in the 12th over, the game goes on. That's nothing you can do about it. Mm. It's an error. Mm. You, you cannot change it. You cannot try and get the right bloke on strike now. And yeah. I, I think the issue yeah. was... The bloke that faced the last ball of 10th over in the drinks break, and then he yeah. faced the first ball 11th over, he hit it for six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think, I think, I think the stars, uh, well, anyway, as we've all said, I, you know, we have no books. My comment was, I'd like to know what the third umpire match referee were doing. I left it at that. Yeah. yeah. And the fourth, okay. mate. There's a fourthy there, too. I'm not going to comment. I've been there, done that, and I'm happy to. I've actually stopped games because I reckon they've tried to cheat to double check. Um, yeah, I know. It, and the I scorers know it, um, too. The, yeah, the scorers have got to uh, this, No, I mean, Mick, the scorers were probably screaming at them. Yeah, no one listens. Too, you know. No one listens yeah. to the scorers. Yeah. <laughs> the scorers' spreadsheet, their spreadsheet would have been out of whack. They would have been having nightmares. The scorers. They would have too. Yeah. Yeah, their run sheet would have been wrong. Great. Yeah, that, that, that would have been a ball out name out, and they would have, it would have been would have thrown them out. Yeah. Even if, even if you're doing online scoring, boys, you're out, you're out by a player. You're all yeah. Gonna, it kicks over to the next batsman at over. Spot on. Yeah. So, there we go. So, there's a little bit of trivia for you, boys. I thought you might have been all over that. There you go. No, mate. I think, no, mate. I think We're only grassroots sport. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 I didn't actually see the incident. I was all over the radio, and I was listening to Mr. Darren Berry talk about it. Yeah, he was saying well, he would have loved it. He would have loved it. And, it, and it, they were saying, "Darren, what happens here?" He goes, "I really don't know. I'll have to check up on that." And as I said, if it's happened, it's happened. The game yeah. goes on, and it's it like, has it's to. Like seven, it's like a seven ball over. What do you do? It's bowled. 
move on. Yeah. It's bold. Yeah. You can't you can't erase that ball from the from the game. No. Nope. You can't say it didn't happen. Nope. You have you to you have to continue because it's happened. Yep. And you just call yep. over and say, Sorry fellas, we'll just move on, thanks. Anyway. Yep. yep. Sorry yeah. it went for six, but bad luck. And I was I was pretty impressed with the Sydney chess match. I'll just have a quick wrap on that before I go. Um, yep. I think the only thing on the chess match, we lost too much time for a result, and I think England were waiting for lost time, and they got enough to win, uh, to draw the match. I reckon that was about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was actually um, a little bit surprised that the rain didn't play a bigger role, or the weather anyway. I it did play a, a, a big enough role, I did. think, to harm the game. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought we were going to lose heaps more. I thought that as well, so we, we were blessed. Yeah. Correct. Mm. It'll be interesting to Correct. see how it goes tomorrow. But uh, um, it'll be wet, be wet and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's above our pay grade. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. My last day of um, quarantine will be tomorrow. Um, well, once we get the result, so yep. um, <coughs> I'll be strapping in for the test. So good. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll try and watch it. I was going to go across myself. Yep. And I was going to stay with a, with a fellow umpire that, that, that I've known for way back, but I buzzed him and I said, mate, look, I just can't chance it with the way it's going to change. Said, if your numbers go berserk, you'd liable to have some border closures or some quarantining, and I just didn't, didn't want to do it. Yep. So I, um, I just yeah. chose the better ballot to stay home and maybe just let it go. And, yeah, anyway, there, there we are. So um, There we are. But they've, no cut, the crowd down the, they've cut the crowd down to 12,000 at Bell Reeve, so that'll be a small crowd. Um, so that's a big crowd for Bell Reeve, isn't it? Hey. <laughs> that's a big crowd for Tassie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at 18 if the grass is full, but 12 is, 12 is about an average crowd there. Yeah. 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 But anyway, there we are, boys. Anyway. That'll be right. good anyway. No worries. Well, well that's, um, thanks, Ash. I've got no much, that's all. I've got no much more to say. I'll see how, how we go next week with our COVID here in our, in our DDCA. Um, yep. I don't have any umpires appointments yet because we haven't done them until tonight. Because uh, we're unsure of games again, so I don't even know where I'm up. No, cool. Well, also Thursday night is selection night, so. Correct, yep. That's it. No worries. Well, all the best, (laughs) Ash. All right, boys. Thanks again. It's it's great uh, chat and great listeners. Um, To all the punters out there, keep safe, get vaxxed, and all the best. Cheers, mate. Spot on, Ash. Good work. Thanks, fellas. Cheers. Bye, mate. The best, boys. Bye. Bye. Now... Next on the list is our man uh, in the north, Blue Steel Cricket, uh, Brad Smith. How you going, legend? Oh, gents. Perfect, mate. How are you? Very, very good. Coming oh, through loud and clear, Bradley. Oh, sorry. Am I too loud? No, no, no it's good. No, it's beautiful. Good day. Yeah. Good day. So how did the weekend go? Look, um... Good, actually. Uh, good up our way. Uh, stayed dry enough for us to get on. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so it's uh, been lovely weather up here. We've got um, a double header this weekend, and then I'll get in, I'll, <clears throat> I'll get into that in a minute. But um, Central Coast got all washed out on the weekend. There was only a couple of games that got uh, got on there. I know Narara got washed out against the entrance at Fagans Park there, which it, once it gets wet, it gets real sticky. Yep. Um, yeah. Southern Spirit 
uh, got 174 against uh, Wyong and, and Wyong are one for 14 in reply. Uh, now, Southern Spirit, is that combination of Old Minor and Woi Woi? Yes, Old Minor and Woi Woi. Um, so I've been an Old Minor boy myself uh, from way back when. Yep. Uh, I ended up, I didn't actually make my first grade debut with Numara. I made it with Narara at Bagans Park and got a duck. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but um, yes. Uh oh. What happened there? Something happened. Who have we lost, Brett? Uh, Brad. We... we lost Brad, have we? Yes. He'll be back <laughs> in two <laughs> shakes of a lamb's tail. Here he is. He's back again. You there, Brad? Just coming in. Blue Steel Cricket's back. I reckon Brad may have pressed the don't press this button button. I don't think <laughs> I did. I just dropped out. I'm back, though, uh, if that matters. Oh, so. It does matter. Absolutely. <laughs> Great, mate. But... Um, we um, ended up playing. Uh, I ended up playing for Tamworth against the Southern Spirit in the final, uh, the semi-final of the the Country Cup uh, a long time ago, about five years ago now. But moving on from there, I'll just get back into my cricket. Sorry, uh, but an interesting no, game. At, an interesting game at Harry Moore Oval in Tookley uh, is progressing. Um, so Tookley, Oakley, Oakley. I've got my camera on. That might be... Oh, hang on. Now, Tangles is the button pusher. Are you pushing all <laughs> the buttons, Brad? Can you guys hear me there? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep, no oh, problem. perfect. I thought I, I thought I pressed the don't push the don't press button this time, but um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So it, um, love it, mate. The listeners will love this. The listeners will love this. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, eat it up. You watch the ratings <laughs> game. <laughs> um, and as I was saying, interesting games progressing at uh, Harry Moore Oval. There was Northern Power getting rolled for 56. Sorry, Terrigal oh. getting rolled for 85, then rolling Northern Power for 56. Sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it must have been a bit sticky there with a bit of rain about. Yep. Um, and then... Yep. Uh, in the second innings there, uh, Terrigal are two for 74. So, look, uh, Terrigal looking to be well on top there, especially if there's uh, more rain around. Um, some uh, looking in comparison, quite a big score uh, for Warnervale against Lisrow, 217 they got bowled out for. Uh, Tony Cornwell, four, uh, 36 off 43. Uh Grant Robertson, 49, and uh, Daniel Hill, 40. Um, and then have uh, Liz Rowe in reply, two for 35. So, look, probably in the balance. I know um, Liz Rowe got some ex-country cricketers there as well. Look, that could, that could go either way, especially if those guys start to fire. Um, yep. Moving on to Tamworth. Um They've actually canned the Country Music Festival. They've actually, I think they postponed it. Wow. Um, yeah, they I heard it, that. Which is, you know, huge for them, uh, a huge loss, um, yeah. on the, on the, especially financially for the town. Yeah. Um, 
but they got in a T20 and then they'll go back um, to 40 over matches instead of the T20s because the grounds have now become available uh, because of the mm. postponement. And they're actually going to – they canned a week altogether and they're going to make up one of the washout weeks. Um, so they'll play round four uh, Saturday week, um, which will in turn um, have each team play each other two weeks in a row, if that makes sense. So I know City yeah, United, yeah. Play, City United are playing old boys, so they're playing two weeks and then playing them two weeks in a row. Um, you, are, you are right, Mick. Cricket is the winner there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, old boys knocked off South Tamworth, uh, four for 106 to 705. Obviously, um, South Tamworth batted first there and and um, won by six wickets there. Uh, my old club, uh, City United, uh, knocked off West Tamworth, which was probably to be expected. Um, and so eight for 109 and they bowled them out for 86. And uh, I did mention last week uh, that Becky Vice was the, the probably the surprise packet um, of the competition. Uh, they rolled grand finalists uh, North Tamworth um, by five wickets, so uh, huge for them. Uh, that, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good win. From what I'm saying, uh, from what I'm uh, reading and, and seeing, they've got a couple of handy pickups as well, um, and their skipper Jai Patterson seems to be firing as well. So, um, you know, good signs there for them. Um, you know, come into the business end of the season. Yes. So the um, business end comes pretty quickly around those parts then, Brad? Oh, it can do. I, I know that we in Armadale have a, a final on Australia Day, uh, which will be the T20. Yep. And so that comes pretty quickly. And then, uh, then obviously uh, March will come around for the one-day finals. They the can two-day cricket here a little while ago. And we yep. can two yep. days there in Tamworth um, just because of the shortened COVID season. So, yeah, yeah, um, yep. hopefully, hopefully see two-day cricket back. I'd love to see it back in Armadale as well, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen uh, anytime soon. But you never know. You never know. So, um, some interesting scores. Uh, East Armadale upset Hillgrove uh, by seven wickets. Um, so uh, Ian Ranger with 47 not out for East and uh, Jake Davies uh, with 35 um, you know probably uh, did the damage for the boys there um, look three no balls which you know three hits probably didn't help and then six wides which isn't too bad really um, so good for them Um uh, on to X Services first Armadale City. So this was a bit of a grudge match um, with myself playing for X Service, being an ex Armadale City player um, from before I went to Tamworth. Uh, with X and a bit of context to that for those who are just tuning in recently, um, you know X Service has been one of the weaker teams uh, in the competition for the last of uh, probably several years. Um, so I just wanted to personally give them a bit of uh, bulk. Um, Look, which obviously hasn't been the case, not scoring many runs, but I think feel my presence there has, has helped a bit because uh, I wasted no time uh, not troubling the scorers, only wasting two balls of the uh, at the start of the innings uh, for a first for a second ball duck. <laughs> so you're going to get a quack, get it quickly, eh? 
That's right, yep. mate. Especially in those T20s. Don't let the boys down. Just get it. Get in. Get it done. Uh, get hit on the big toe and uh, walk straight off. So. Did it hurt? <laughs> so, um, and then uh, Nick Levy came in. Uh, it's probably, I think, his first game this season. Um, came up against a strong Carl Trebe and, and got bowled for two. Uh, so, we're two for two. Uh, in the first over, um, so a bit of a worry <laughs> there. Yeah, um, and then so we had um, uh, Gareth and and Breno uh, come to so they came together at the crease. And look, um, I feel like there was a lesson learnt uh, in this game. Um, they got quite cocky. Um, we we're about 65 after the 14th over, uh, and ended up 141 after the 20. So oh, oh, the boys nice. on a bit of a clinic. Yeah. So, um, Gareth, our South African opener, uh, he ended up with 63 not out with five fours and two bombs. Um, nice. and then, and then, uh, Breno, who's been a great addition, came in at 454 with five fours and, uh, and one six as well. Um, look, wide was probably the killer. Uh, three, uh, thirteen wides as well. Um, so That's the boys two got on that. overs, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and the boy and Breno and um, Breno and Gareth put on 135 uh, for the third wicket. So that was huge from them. <laughs> nice. Um, so um, moving on. Um, Yours truly opened the bowling, um, and it wasn't you quite. You did open. I did. I opened. Couldn't believe it. Um, it's it's all well and good. We can chat it up in the nets, and <laughs> um, look, my heart was beating out of my chest. I'm sure it nearly uppercutted old mate down the other end. Um, <laughs> and look, I've, I've bowled the first ball as a dot ball, and I've dragged the second one. I've gone all oh dear. And it's gone the wow. distance. Um, so, look, it could have been worse. It wasn't uh, Tim Davies from the Hobart Hurricanes bad when uh, Alex Hale's looking for 20. Um, yeah. How many, how many did you go for, for, bro? None for nine off one. So the skipper's oh, like, you only bowled one. You only bowled one. I only bowled the one, and I begged for the gloves back, if I was honest. So <laughs> I went and- Mate, you, you saw the light after one. I took three yeah. overs and went for 28 so, <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> Happens to the best of them, Tomo. Thanks, mate. It sure does. I didn't I'm know sure will be giving me shit about that in a minute anyway. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a story to tell. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. But after about the the fourteenth, uh, sorry, after about the eleventh over, I went out and umpired, um, and I stayed out for the duration. And I was so I was good entertainment. But I said to the young fella fielding next to me, I said, when I said I wanted to spend some time in the middle today, this is not how I envisioned it. Uh, <laughs> Great stuff, Brad. Great stuff. Um, yeah. So look, we we didn't take many wickets. We took five wickets with two runouts. Um, Brennan, uh, Breno backed up his 54 with two for 13 off four. And the skipper, nice. uh, one, yeah, good good spell, that one. And um, 
Skipper went one for 18 off four, so pretty good. We, um, I, th- I feel like we set better fields than they did, um, and we strangled them five for 98 off their 20 overs X services winning by 43 oh, runs. So well done, um, man. well done, victory. Yeah, huge for us. Um, coming off, you know, probably the bottom of the ladder uh, in the one day comp where we still, uh, we we still sit, but uh, huge, huge confidence for the boys. Uh, no, knowing that we know how to win now, um, so. But this mm. weekend uh, we'll see a double header, um, so it, we'll play East in the first game at twelve forty-five, uh, and then see Hillgrove under lights, uh, both at the sports ground there, which is good. They're good facilities there, and then Gaira will have a double header. Uh, they'll play Hillgrove in the first game, then Armadale City in the second game, and then. Um, Armadale um, City will have a buy in the first and East will have a buy in the second. So, uh, And then had to dust off my old Armadale cap the other day, so I'll be going to Moree about three and a half hours, or probably three hours away on Sunday uh, for a rep game just for an extra hit. Um, normally I wouldn't go to Moree because of the family, uh, but it's um, it's school holidays, so we're... Uh, we're you got a special leave pass. Yeah, that's right. I was allowed to go. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it what from better, uh, us. No, so I was going to say, what better reason to have a leave pass than to go and play, uh, go and play cricket? <clears throat> that's right. Exactly right, mate. So, uh, looking forward to the weekend. I didn't want to waste the. I didn't want to wish the week away because I am on school holidays, but. Um, looking quite forward to the weekend and, and getting three goes. At, uh, in the middle, yeah. so we'll see how we go. But watch this space. But um, I'll be off shortly. I've just got two two uh, big parcels of full of gear today to arrive. So with uh, another one on the way. So uh, I'll there's be going a, to open that uh, um, There should be a, there's a nice little parcel coming towards Adelaide. I hear there is there is a a nice duffel bag with uh, a few sets of stickers in there. So very nice, very nice. Nice, no, uh, thank you. Yeah. So pretty, uh, pretty busy at the moment. So which is nice. So I, I don't often. I've, I've got one. I've got one stick left. So which is uh, doesn't. It doesn't have. I had a customer ask for um, different stickers on it, and he he pulled out. So um, I've got one here with not my stickers on it, but uh, other than that, we're uh, we're out. So um, hopefully we, we've got we've got a, some uh, more stock. Uh, having a couple of sleepovers in Sydney and um, hopefully we'll be here uh, early next week. So uh, exciting times ahead. Absolutely. Good stuff, mate. Thanks very much for that, Brad. Um, And Blue Steel Cricket is where you, the grade cricketer, can get your quality gear. So thank you, Brad, and all the best for the weekend coming up. Thanks, Jens. You too. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Well done. And that brings us on to our man from the veterans cricket, Telf. How you going, big fella? Hello, old blokes. Hey. G'day, mate. How are we? Very, good, very mate. good. You're all looking good. Thank you. Yes, I know you tried to, to get in on the video call, but um, we kiboshed that. Well, we had to improve the, the standard of uh, our uh, persona, didn't we, by me coming online on video? That's why we've got you on board. <laughs> uh, tickets, please. Yeah, yeah. 
You're selling a couple, I reckon. Uh, no one wants to buy any, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what a weekend of cricket we had. I know. I yeah. Promised, promised so much and delivered F so all. little. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, it's it's all. It is what it is. It's it's all good fun. So, yes. yeah, yeah. do you want me to do you want me to just get straight into it, or do you want to have a little bit of banter to start with? No, nah, well, go we, for we, it, Tell. Go yeah, for the banter. Segment. Why not? I'll go for the I'll go for the banter. Or is that the throat? <laughs> um, so, so as you guys know, I I help coordinate and select a couple of teams, mm-hmm. and with this with this. Damn COVID crap that's going around at the moment. My Saturday was an absolute nightmare trying to fill teams with. I think we had two pull out, and then we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kensington had two pull out, and I think um, Grange had one or two pull out. Uni weren't sure. I think they might have had one or two pull out. So there was just there was vacant gaps all over our competition. Um, so that that put a lot of pressure, and obviously Tomo. Um, your old mate and offside are pulled out because he was a, a close contact. Yeah, he was out. Close contact, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. The big shit. Was, I was looking yeah, forward to a big performance too. Yeah, I know you Helping were. You, you're, during the week, you're actually pumping your own tyres up there for a fair bit of it. <laughs> well, nobody else is. And I, ha- and I haven't had any air in them so far because I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so you were obviously you were obviously missed in our in our green mean fighting machine. Yep, he was. Um, yeah, and then and then, obviously, with all of that, we had the the rain that went around throughout Adelaide and up in the hills. You know, for the previous like I think it was started raining Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. And, um, there was a bit of cricket cancelled in in Adelaide on the Saturday. Yeah, and. Um, they had 27 mil of rain up in the hills, um, wow. which is um, where we play up at Mount Barker, and um, we we were chasing grounds. We didn't actually have a ground until Sunday morning. We were, we were nearly nearly making a road trip to Langhorn Creek, which wouldn't have been a bad thing, but um, we... But you still got cu- up at the summit, didn't you? Yeah, well, um, Lukey Cousins, the curator who looks after about Six wickets in the hills and number of bowling clubs, etc. Um, came out and rolled the wicket Sunday morning because I went out and had a look at the wicket on Sunday on Saturday night, and um, there was not a hope in hell we we're going to play. But he um, he backed his ability and he rolled the wicket for us Saturday, Sunday morning. Oh. And we got there. Well, I got there about eleven. We delayed the start to one thirty, and um, it's still a little bit soft. And obviously, the critical part of the the game was probably the, the toss of the coin and. Um, Mm-hmm. I flicked and he and um, Rumbles called heads and heads showed up. So they had a bowl, obviously, and probably got the better of the conditions. But the track still played yeah. pretty good, so it was good. It was good. actually good. I think a little bit good. in our game. I think maybe we should have maybe we should have bowled first. We batted so Did you? because yeah. the last game when it was warm at Strathalbyn, we fielded first and we struggled with the bat because we were all pooped. To put did it you nicely. guys win the toss and bat? Yeah, Shane did, yeah. Wow. Okay. On a, was, yeah. It, was the track wet at all or affected by rain? No, it wasn't wet. It was It was, it was weird. It was, like, movable. 
um, it felt dry, but it was movable. Um, yeah, okay, like so you could was... grab it and actually shift. Um, yeah. So it was wet underneath. Um, so, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Shane won the toss. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've, Sorry, um, I've, played, yeah. I've played at Blair Athol before, and it's a bit of a dodgy track. If the, the, I don't think the curator does enough work on it. And it no, no, it doesn't it, get rolled enough, mate. It, it looked uh, underprepared yeah, yeah. really badly. It, it yeah. doesn't get rolled enough, and it probably lacks a little bit of water. But I would have thought no covers, it would have got enough water. But obviously, it didn't get any um, rolling. So rolling, anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably just the um, experiencing from Shane's but, point. He doesn't doesn't play a lot of turf cricket. So anyway, it, it might it might not have mattered the way I bowled, Tells. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope hope you bowl like that next game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get in. Let's get into the results, eh? Hey? Because um, yes, th- then we can get on to talking about the the next round. So yeah, um, mate, yeah. So obviously, Hills Hills Flurio Gold took on Kensington up at the summit, and um, we lost the toss and were sent in. And myself and Jed um, opened, and I had an absolute mental brain fade and tried to run three and got halfway down the pitch, run out. Um, but three. Yeah, three. Yeah, I know. Anyway, that's it's another that's story. Um, Jed Jed Mansfield made forty five or forty six balls and absolutely smashed them all over the park. Nice. Um, and the other person who contributed to the score was Tony Hickey from Mildura, and uh, we were all out for one twenty six off about thirty seven overs. So we didn't face our full um, complement of overs, which was a real disappointment. Um, our middle order really let us down this week, but. Um, Having said that, we we backed our bowlers and thought that we were a chance to to bowl Kenzie out. Um, but in reply, um, Kenzie got off to a pretty shaky start. I lost two couple of wicket, two early wickets, and um, Barry Steele and Rumbles came together. And and uh, Barry Steele, former Kenzie First Division captain, I think, or yeah, first played well against us earlier. Yeah, yeah, he he made forty and batted really well. Um, yeah. And Rumbles, Rumbles made 28. Um, so they were, they were probably four for about 100 and, 110 or something maybe. Um, what were they? They were four for 95. So, um, And they still had you know, probably 15 overs to go. So they were going to cruise to an easy win. But then our boys at, at 20 overs, actually, there you go, they had 20 overs. Um, just after drinks, we got Rumbles and Barry out and um, – Actually, Barry retired, so um, we got Rumbles out, and then we took a couple of quick wickets, um, and then um, Matt Brewer, Mad Matt, who is out of Ashbourne, plays in our green machine, was mm-hmm. filling in filling in for Kenzie. He batted, um, made 16 and, and batted for about 45 balls and um, pretty much um, sealed the deal, um, and Kenzie got up in the second <laughs> Second last ball, um, and they made six for 127. So, Matty oh, Brewer Matt would have loved that, wouldn't he? I reckon. Oh, he did. He did. And look, to, to Kenzie's um, credit, they took him into the club rooms, and um, you know he got changed in their rooms, and and, and was really well accepted. And you know, there's there's actually talk that he was going to go and play for Kenzie from now on. So, um, <laughs> hang on a minute. Anyway, so that was that was great. But the Kenzie boys loved the facilities, loved the ground, as everyone does, and. Um, it yep. was just a great, great game of cricket coming down to the second last ball, and Kenzie was six down when they passed us. So, good game. Um, the other game that, between Hills, Flurio, Green, and Brighton. Um, obviously, you guys can probably tell me a little bit more about it, but 
we were tr- we batted first and we're all out for one thirty three. Um, yep. And uh, not enough overs. Yeah. Um, how many overs did you face? Thirty six. So you didn't bat out your forty. Yeah, yeah. I um when I went back in because I got forty oh, retired. It's all, hey, Tomo. Yeah. It's not all. It's not all about you, mate. <laughs> I know, mate. I got forty retired. Could not hit anything when I came back in, mate. What did you mean? Could make? not hit the ball. So I Shep, got out and Shep, left ten. Shep, Shep, what did 40. he make again? Well, 40, uh, 40, 44 40. he made. 44. 44. Yes. What, a, what a knock, mate. You're in form. In fact, here's one for you, Tomo. You're actually the leading run scorer in our club. You're well, kidding done. me. <laughs> wow. Well um, done, Tomo. But, but mate, what, I, think what two runs, I think you're two runs in front of me. Wow, Am I really? competition's on this weekend. Yeah, I've got something to play for this week. You beauty. Oh, well, yeah. More than something to play for. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on, we'll, we'll move past Tomo because he made 44 and came back and obviously batted really well. Dave Westridge got 35, um, but the rest he of the guys well. didn't, didn't really contribute. Um, oh, going back I to the other Teddy, game. I left Teddy I, stranded, mate. I'm going to go back to the other game. Um, the, um, the first game... Uh, Rumbles bowled really well, absolutely bowled brilliantly. Um, he, gets awesome he, bowled, he bowled eight overs and he took three for nine. Yeah, wow. I saw um, that. And Barry still bowled five overs and took three for twelve. Yeah. Um, so that That's was that was uh, that was a great performance. Anyway, back to it. Back to your game. Um, where, Brighton then went back, uh, went into bat, and um, they got the runs pretty quickly by the looks of it. They only faced 20 overs. Mike Wallen made right. 41 retired. He and, smashed it, mate. And M. Schnezpanik, I guess, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, he did all right. He, he started off really scratchy, but then when he got going, he we couldn't stop him. No, 39 off 27. So, um, obviously, uh, pick of our bowlers was um, Dave Smith, three for 28 off four overs. So, he got... Took a little bit of tap, but um, obviously contributed by taking those three three poles. So um, disappointing. Um, so that was Brighton's first win of the season. So congratulations to the Brighton boys. They were pretty stoked. And um, through the week, they've been in contact with me just to remind me that they're not on the bottom of the ladder now. So yeah, um, I know. It, yeah. So um, so they were they were happy, and I think that was their first win for probably. A couple, well, I'll tell you what. Years with the way with the way they batted and getting the runs so quickly. Yeah. It's surprising they're on the bottom of the table. Yeah, look, when the, the trouble is they don't have a lot of depth, and so if they miss a couple no. of their players, um, no. they fall away pretty quickly. So you've got to get amongst them early um, to get on top um, of them. Mike, Mike Warren could have been out for zero. I missed the off stump by about oh, two millimetres, I reckon. So Second you ball. on the stumps, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on to the next game, I reckon. Um, Adelaide Easy's took on uh, the... York Peninsula Salties, um, and uh, Adelaide Easy's uh, kept going on their winning way. They they turned their batting line up, not upside down, but um, they they were in early trouble early. They um, were probably three for not many. They were probably they were three for fourteen against the Salties, and and Gab Haslett and Sinclair were were back in the shed. Um, but then um, wow. Nick Mosey. Nick Mosey uh, Came back at the end and well, he batted and, and retired on 40 and then came back and, and made 54 not out. And Jeff May also retired on 40 and came back and made 52 um, out. Um, 
and you know they had Carves batting at eleven and Bellum batting at ten and uh, Benson batting at eight or nine. So you can see they really did play around with their batting lineup um, mm. to give a few guys a go, and they they compiled nine nine for two nineteen. So um, in reply, the the YP boys um, only made one fifty three. Um, but Shawnee Williams carried on his um, run scoring ways and, and actually made 40 and came back and ended up 52 not out. So I think that's his second 50 for the year. So he's in brilliant form, um, mm. which is probably unfortunate for him because it would have been good to take him into the Nationals um, in, in either in one of the top two or three teams. So um, good on you, um, Wees. And Ackland made 33. And as I said, they were all out for um, 153 off 33 overs. Pick of the bowlers, um, Jeff May had a great game. Um, along with his 50, took five for 32. And Andrew Ramich uh, took three for 40. Um, pick of the bowlers for um, the Adelaide Easies. Oh, sorry, for the um, YP guys um, was... Smithy, three for 38, and Matty Seddon, two for 31, and Darren Jumbo-James, two for 35. So, uh, obviously, that puts Easy still on top of the ladder. Um, another good win to those guys, and they're going to be pretty tough uh, to beat uh, going into the finals. And in our last game in the over-50s, um, we had Adelaide Uni uh, take on Grange, um, and I was re- expecting a fairly close game, and, and I think really, if you look at it, we, we did. Um, Adelaide Uni batted first and made five for 243. Um, Crawford made 42, retired. Mark Webber made 43, retired. Um, a new guy, Chester, made 42, retired. And Pans coming off the COVID uh, bed made 34 not out. So big score for, for the uni guys against Grange, who were a little bit undermanned, um, obviously, with Cole Peterson out um, and Tapey not playing. Oh, um, wow. They, um, so you take those two out of their team, and yeah. but they, they made five for 221. Um, with oh, wow, that's awesome. A great, great performance by the boys. They, they lost by 22 runs, but... You know, you take out uh, Cole Peterson, who's their leading run scorer, and Tapey, who's probably their second leading run scorer, and you'd probably guarantee that you'd get a 40 from each of those in fairly quick yeah, time. Yeah, Tapey's a pretty um, good bowler too. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, it could have reduced the score that, that Uni made. So, um, as I said, Justin McFarlane from Mildura travelled over and got 40. Um, Darren Hortop, um, who's skippered uh, with Cole's absence due to COVID, made 40. Retired, and um, Chris Bertram made 40 as well. Retired um, with Srinivas 33 not out at the end. Um, to the best of the bowlers, uh, Craig Vandelag, uh, the pick of the um, was, and then if we have a look at uh, against Uni. Um, Woodward got two for 21. So that that's um, a wrap of the over 50s. Um, I'll quickly go into the over 60s, if you like, yep. um, and just give you the scores. Um, Goodwood Eastern Rangers took on Southeast Coasters um, at Callington and uh, Southeast Coasters, who travel up from Mount Gambier and Panola and, and yeah. the Western Border, made eight for 123. And in reply, Goodwood Eastern Rangers 
five for one twenty-four. Um, so the the Bateman made forty um, for the southeast coasters, and for Goodwood, um, Parsons made thirty-six and Thompson uh, thirty-two, um, and there was no real wicket takers. Uh, Lego took two for twenty uh, for the coasters, and uh, for Goodwood. <laughs> Goodwood, Goodwood uh, shared around. Um, Pierce took two for twenty-two. Um, Whose do- dog's that? Know, I'm just chasing my dog. It's right okay. Me. All right. Well, I'll carry. I'll cover for you, Shep. Yeah, yeah please do. Keep going, Tom. <laughs> um, Adelaide Uni five for two fifteen. Um, batted first against Grange Dolphins. Uh, Jars got thirty-eight. Wilson thirty-eight. Favel, Alan Favel, another 38. Peter Judd, 35. Um, a lot of those guys are all state Division One players, so um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're forging ahead and hope, and probably will make the, the grand final. Um, and in reply, Grange Dolphins were four for 99. Um, and yep. Jeff, Jeff Stagg got 36. Um, pick of the bowlers. Um, was Juddy two for eleven and and um, Anthony Crocker two for thirty four, um, nice. and then yeah it was and then the the game between Hills Flurio Fins and Eastern Reds Red team was uh, abandoned uh, because of rain that was had at um, Ashbourne, but I believe Ashbourne have got uh, issues with their roller so um, we might be looking to steer right. clear of that for the next or the yeah, remainder of the season. I've heard that. I've heard that during the week with the uh, underage carnival that's there as well. Yeah, yeah, there were lots of games transferred away. Um, they, yeah, yeah. they contacted Correct. me Sunday night trying to reach out to Saka to see if we could find a roller for them. So I don't know how. Obviously, they weren't successful in getting one. So um, the it. other, yeah, a bit disappointing because it's a great little ground, as you know. Oh, it is gorgeous. Perfect mm. for the kids. Um, and then the last game in the over-60s, Eastern Reds Blue took on the Kilburn Devils and the, the Eastern Reds Blue team was 7 for 74 um, and there was no one really that uh, – there was uh, – Partridge got 27 um, and for the bowling, um, Patrick took three for four off seven overs. Wow. And nice. Predijon took two for seven off six, and Umperston took two for eleven off seven. So, um, very strong bowling performance there by the Kilburn Devils. And in reply, uh, Kilburn Devils were three for seventy-seven. Did it pretty easy um, with Hannon making thirty-five, um, and they did that in how many overs? They did that in twenty-one overs. So, quite oh, wow. a convincing win for them. Um, yeah. you want to- and also in the in the sixties, I just want to have a quick shout out to um, good friend of our show, Bill Kidd, um, who's captain of the Goodwood side, I think. Um, so I've been in touch with him, and um, they're going pretty good, I think, from what I've seen. I think they call themselves the Muriels. So. Yeah, they're, um, they're sitting on top of the ladder at the moment. They beat yeah, Adelaide yeah. Uni, um, and Adelaide Uni are in second spot on 18 points. There's only one point between the two, um, and Hills Flurio Fins are in, in third place in 16 points. So, yes. um, in the in the over 60s, it's only a top two finals series. So um, right. they, they go straight into the grand final, um, and I believe that's going to be. I don't even know where it's scheduled at this point. I can't remember. But anyway, that's that's another. Thing I can probably follow through for next week. 
let you know where their grand final is. Um, in the over 50s, um, the latter currently sitting Adelaide Easy's on 14 points, Adelaide University on 10, Goodwood on 10, Kensington on 8, um, and Hills Flurio uh, Gold in fifth position on four points. Now, mathematically, Hills Flurio Gold can still make the finals, believe it or not. If Kenzie yeah, lose their win next, two. Yeah, if Kenzie lose their next two games and Who Hills Flurio, uh, I think they've got they've got Grange on the on the yep. last round. They've got and, Uni, and they've Uni got and Grange. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's going to be a tough ask for them, especially if Grange um, have their full team in. But and you've got the Midas Green to get over, mate. Mm-hmm. And we've got you guys to get over at Wakery next week. Yeah, and then and then you've Which and then is, you've got to get over Yorks. And then we've got to get over York. So it's not going to be it's not going to be easy for us to make the the, the finals. But um, we'll be having a crack as you would well expect. And yeah, look, yeah, at the end definitely. of the day, at the end of the day, it, it's really just in the in the lap of the gods now, and, and we'll just um, we'll go out, we'll keep doing what we do, and that's playing cricket to enjoy it and have fun and have a beer and and um, you know just play with our mates and play against our mates. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what it's about. Yep. Um, oh, and yeah, as you indicated, um, we're, we're looking forward to going to Wake Green next week, where the Green take on the Gold Hills Flurio teams. Yes. Um, at at the uh, magnificent ground at Wakery, just outside the township at the basketball stadium and it's turf wicket. And um, there's going to be a bit of media exposure over the next week uh, with ABC Radio getting on board, 5RM, and also the Murray Pioneer. We're going to be doing some interviews with them. So we're, we're expecting a nice. little bit of a crowd there. And um, then we're going to – so there's some guys going down Saturday night. There's some guys staying over Sunday night. And then there's – Counter meals on on Monday at the Wakery Pub, so we're going to and right look. On. Some of them, are, some of the guys are taking their wives, partners, girlfriends, etc. Along, kids. Um, so it's going to be a really good way to sort of not finish off the season, but to, um, you know, go on a bit of a, a, a tour with our fellow mates in the in the green and gold teams. Yep, nice. We asked our we asked our good lady wives. Um, the re- the responses are not appropriate for a family show. It's a family show, is it? I, I thought I didn't know that. Really? I'll have to watch my language. Well, we, we haven't had the dump button on at all yet, so we're, well, we're going all those, all those decent blokes are taking their partners. We tried. <laughs> anyway, look, it's going to be a great little road trip and um, – and then Absolutely. that'll set us up for, for that um, last game. But the other thing that we're currently working on as well is a bit of a um, <clears throat> a game against um, some of the Barossa lads and, and some of the new players and teams that are looking at coming in for next season. And that'll be cool. probably semi, semi-final weekend up in the Barossa somewhere. Um, nice. And the Savka will select a team to go up there and, and play against these new new guys and show them what uh, veterans cricket's about, and hopefully that'll encourage the Barossa guys to come and join our competition. Nice. Along, along with along with Good. the Brahma Lodge, I believe they're considering a team as well. Cool. Good. Yeah. Are East Torrens still interested? East Torrens are uh, looking at also putting a team in. So there's another. There's three teams. Interesting. Wow. Very very good. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll, absolutely. Then then potentially what we'll do is go to two divisions. 
So have a div one and a div two, and we'll have six in each. And so the top six will go in, and the bottom three from this year will go into div two, and and we'll play it that way. And that'll um yep. that'll allow, especially some of the hills guys to probably that are playing in that that green team to come up and play in the div one team. So yep. Exciting times ahead for South Australian Veterans Cricket Association. Absolutely. Uh, really good, Charles. You're putting in a huge effort, mate. You're doing a great job. Oh, Absolutely. Love it. Love it. I second that motion. Mm. Anyway, it's all good. Um, all right. Uh, anything else I need to report tonight? Uh, I don't know. Com- coming up to the half hour, so that's probably a good time for me to go. See you later, boys. See you Thanks, later, Jill. Thanks very much, and we'll Pleasure. talk to you again next week. And um, good luck to everyone on the weekend if you get to play. Oh, one quickly. I've got two minutes, right? Yeah. You know how you know how the T20 comp um, is uh, being played on a Tuesday night here in Adelaide on some magnificent turf grounds. You're yeah. talking about Atka, Atka T20s. Yep. What yep. did I say? Did I say Saka? Yeah, no. No, you're right. Yeah, Okay. I'm talking the Atka T20 comp. And yep. as you know, I play for Kensington um, in the Division Two competition. Yeah. We travel. We travelled to Pembroke on Tuesday night, and it was friggin' hot. It's forty degrees, yeah, degrees it was, nearly. Um, yeah. We oh, actually won the I toss. Was we won at uni. Flinders Uni. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We won. We won the toss and batted. Best thing we ever did because the second <laughs> second part of the game, it got cool and the and the shade came across the ground. So we were. We were fielding in the cool, but um, guy by the name of Benny Warren, and I'm sure there's lots of people out there that remember uh, Benny yeah. Warren, who played uh, footy, I think, for Norwood. Um, yep. Comes from down Langhorn Creek Way. Um, yep. He made a hundred. Nice. And, I did and see that. Uh, he got he needed three off the last ball, and him and um, Freddie Bassett, Nathan Bassett, were out there, and they uh, hit the ball on the Pembroke ground, which is quite a small ground. And they, the and they got three. The they got Michael. three. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. They um, got three there. Wow. They, yeah. They got they got three. So it was an amazing game of cricket and and absolutely brilliant for Ben Warren to to get a hundred in a T20 and um, uh, we we won convincingly and we're sitting on top of our pool and we'll go through to the round of sixteen in the coming weeks. So looking nice, forward mate. to that. It's going to be fun. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm out of here. It's eight thirty. Thanks, Tel. Thanks, guys. We'll All talk right. to you next week. All right. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Now, that only means one thing. Story time with Mill. It's story time with Mill. Good day, gentlemen. Mil. Can you hear me? Can. Loud and clear. Loud and Sorry, clear. Mil. Good. Sorry, Mill. No, joking, man. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Shep for you. Yeah. No, that was me, hey, mate. Just uh, before I go to my story, I mean... Uh, I've umpired a lot of these guys, you know, like I feel like a veteran myself, like Barry Steele and Freddie Bassett and all these guys. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I was just listening to the names and I said, I've umpired this guy, I've umpired that guy. I was almost counting a lot, you know? So yeah, it felt good. You don't, you don't look a day over 32, Mill? I'm actually 34. So yeah, that's okay. There you go. <laughs> Craig, Craig knows how old I am, so that's okay. Mm. I think that was a pretty good guess. Yeah, Not a day over thirty-five, mate. Yep, correct. Okay, so today I've got an interesting story about a flawed and tragic genius. How did that, that sound? Interesting. 
that sounds really okay. interesting okay just to get you in the conversation now when we talk about west indies cricket and the great batsmen what are the names that come to your mind also viv brian sobers sobers yep greenwich um, so on yep yep now yep. all of these are expected names but this man jeffrey dejon jeffrey yes. bah, yeah put, i would put him in the great bats but uh, yeah one of the best players of course one of the best players and one of the great wicket keepers now uh, the man i'm going to talk about he had he came from jamaica he debuted at the age of 24 in test cricket played for 6 years 2047 runs and at an average of 43.35 now if you look very, at very the numbers sorry virgin very respectable Yes, yeah, I mean, it's respectable. respectable, but you wouldn't think you'd put the numbers in the greatness category or legend category. But this man was a real legend, and due to a few things, tragic, he couldn't come into the. He could not make his name into the legends list. But they say if you talk to people from Jamaica, they still talk about his innings, and a. a lot of people think he was one of the greatest without going into a lot of suspense his name was lawrence rove and his nickname was yaga now to give his to tell about his greatness young viv when he was young he painted yaga on his backyard fence as a inspiration now that tells you all right if mm-hmm. the great viv painted yaga on his backyard fence to look at it as a inspiration that tells you how great this man was and initially in numbers he was great when lawrence rowe made his debut against new zealand he scored 214 not out and 100 not out in the match in the two innings he ended up with an average of 314 which was unheard of mm. and then he made a triple 100 against england and he made 300s in like he made 100 100 100 3 days 302 which is considered one of the best innings ever and a cracking 175 against australia at the mcg however the few flaws is what the story is about Lot was allergic to grass, and that was really? his downfall. Yes, I'm not making this up. Are and, you kidding me? And the thing well, was, and the thing was when he they discovered it initially, the the doctors said that was hay fever, hmm. and then they found out that it was not hay fever, but he was actually allergic to grass. And the joke about that was, before the toss, they said. Take Lawrence out there in the middle. If he sneezes, we bowl. <laughs> That was the joke in the, <laughs> the West Indies team. <laughs> Because if there was grass on the pitch, Lawrence would sneeze and they would bowl. And look, there is uh, we look at it jocularly, but that really hurt him. And oh, for he sure. was he was born with great eyesight and had brilliant hand-eye coordination. And then 
the thing is his eyesight started to fail and again the doctors diagnosed him incorrectly and they said that it was his eyesight then he saw some specialists in england and they found that it was a conjunctivitis growth in his eye now that got operated on and they asked him to use contact lenses now unfortunately those were the days this is just before this is around 1980 uh, the contact lenses technology was not that great as it was it is now i mean it's 41 years or so 42 years since and lawrence row could never be the man he was because he almost searched for the ball he couldn't that hand eye coordination was gone and the other thing was one of the flaw in his genius was he tried for too much perfection and when he got it it was great to see but there was one game he actually pulled out of a test match because he thought the pitch was not going to be great for batting and he couldn't do justice wow. to the batting and he actually pulled out so he was and look uh, india sanjay manjrekar like one of the real good batsmen he had the same thing i mean mm-hmm. if he could if he could put it in words they counted the trees and missed the forest and uh, they both could have been real great batsmen i'm this time you're talking over lawrence rove and uh, i'll read you a thing which michael holding wrote so michael holding also came from jamaica and uh, yeah. if he followed uh, lawrence rove into test cricket and this is what he writes in his book called whispering death that's his autobiography yeah. what he says is what and i'm reading this verbatim what struck me most was that he he's lawrence he never but never played a ball and missed he wrote everything hit the middle of the bat mm. and whatever stroke he chose to play and he had them all would have the desired result his technique was superb his eyesight is was like a cat's and this is the tragedy which later went downhill and he had all the time in the world to play with captivating ease and elegance i have not seen such perfection since and coming from michael holding who was one of the great great wow. greatest bowlers of west indies and of world cricket that's a big thing oh yeah for sure me yeah and in mm. the 302 which he scored against england there's one shot he played uh, bob willis was a young tear away fast bowler then bob willis bounced him and he played a hook shot that went about head high all the way to the boundary uh the apparently jeff boycott was at uh, sh- uh short uh, like uh, square leg and he did not move a centimeter the ball just sailed over his head very close and went for a six and there are people who who saw it live or on tv they still talk about that so that was the genius now the second and the most important tragedy that happened was in 1980 lawrence rowe was selected to be the captain of the rebel tour to south africa now remember right. south africa was under apartheid they were yeah, yeah. on test cricket and the rebel tour did a lot of harm to many west indian cricketers uh, their uh, reputations and one of the biggest thing was apart from the reputation they were almost discarded from society and yeah. lawrence and there were many big names there the silvester clark uh, alvin kalicharan Uh, and quite a few guys and Lawrence Rowe was one of them he was the captain actually and uh, actually Kalicharan and Rowe eventually settled in 
US. So Lawrence Rose settled in Miami, Florida, and he did a bit of coaching there. But eventually, he did get a chance to speak to the West Indians, and he apologized for going on the tour. One of the smartest guys was Vivian Richards. He said no to that tour. He would, they, they wrote him a blank check. They said, we'll give you a blank check. And he said, no, nah, we're not going to. He said he didn't go because of his uh, pride uh, and stuff. And if you remember, there is a documentary called Fire in Babylon, in which they speak about the rise of West Indies cricket under Clive Lloyd. And Lawrence Rove never got a mention in that, though he played big roles in winning the 75 World Cup for the West Indies. And he was an absolute genius and things like that. But he lost his, uh, the, he lost, uh, people lost faith in him because of the tour. He lost his reputation, but apparently later they did embrace him back. And he is a happy retired man now. So that was the story of Lawrence Rowe. And the thing is, when I pick these stories from my reading, I try to get these stories which are not really known. You know, like if I talk something about... Yeah, Ray, yeah. Or if I talk something about Ian Botham or Michael Holding, everyone knows. I'm more, not everyone. Most of them know these stories. Yeah. But there are these people who... like. I mean, the long and short of Lawrence Rowe's thing is the numbers don't do any justice. And... Uh, you have to really watch these guys play either live or on film to understand the emotion and stuff. I mean, there are people, uh, players like Mark Waugh, VBS Lakshman, David mm -hmm. Dar, who you would never describe in numbers, right? Numbers would never do justice to how they batted. No. They were artists. They yeah. were like, they were a different... I think that's, that's and, a fair call. I used uh, to pay good money to go and see all of those players play. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I never saw David Gar play Mark live, Moore. and that really? is one of the things I miss. I would have loved to see him play live. Yeah, no, he was awesome. He he played the late cut, the latest. Like he could, he played as yeah. no one could play it as late as him. That's what they said. So yeah, yeah, and even the way he flicked it off his off his pads, pads too was just brilliant. Yeah. So, gentlemen, that was the story of Lawrence Rove, and hopefully next week I will come up with something else. Well, that was a fantastic Thanks, story, Mill. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. And, yeah, we're looking forward to next week already. Yep, and in the meanwhile, we'll roll with the punches and keep going. We sure will, absolutely, and go well, well on the weekend. Thank you. Well done, nice buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye. Righto. So now we're oh, moving right. on yeah. to the to the Sakua, Sakusa, I should say, so, Saka Premier Cricket Wrap. That's it, Thank mate. You. I have got lots to talk about as well. Sorry. I know we're running over time, but we are in the comfort okay. of our own homes, which is always we are. very, very good. Um, yep, so, and, and we know that people love to drive around. And listen to podcasts, so timing isn't, um, you know, <laughs> we're not restricted, so we're good to go. All right. So <laughs> what I'll do is just to throw you off a bit, I will talk about the Hill Cricket Association first. <laughs> cool. Um, so, um, yeah, not a great week for the Skibby boys. Again, they lost to Sterling pretty convincingly. Um Allgate beat Bridgie handsomely. Mount Lofty beat Uradler pretty easy. And Meadows absolutely smashed Kangarilla. Bowled them out for 38. And Bevan wow. Giles... 
Bevan Giles, Rowan Reed, and Chad Windsor Door all got three for like ten off their six overs. So, um, yeah, it was um, not a good performance from Kangies. So, at the moment in the hills, um, Lofty are on top with forty-eight. Allgate second, yep. forty-eight. Sterling third, forty-five. Kangi fourth with forty-five. And then Meadows with 39. So that's the top five, and they play top four. So yep. there's a massive um, um, competition on there. Absolutely. But then the problem is Euralia and Skibs are on 18, and then Bridgia are on three. So, wow. so they drop away the last three. And this week we – we see um, Skibs playing Lofty, who are top, so they'll be in a little bit of trouble. Um, Kangi playing Uradler. Um, so Kangi will be looking to secure a win against Uradler to stay ahead of Meadows, who are playing bottom of the table, Bridgie. So that win for Meadows last week against Kangi, Kangi has really put him in the hunt um, to get four really spots. Yeah, yeah, and then Allgate plays Sterling second versus third, so they're, they're playing for position. So, yeah, so there was some cracking matches going on in the hills this week. So if you're around about the hills, hills boys, go out and support your local club and have a look at them. Now, getting on Absolutely. to Premier Cricket, getting on to Premier yep. Cricket, we're getting into the business end of the – I'll go through the – West End One Day Cup first because the last round is this Saturday. And so what happened on the weekend, we saw um, Northern Districts and West Torrens not get away at Salisbury. Wet track, no good. Umpires called it. Um, right. and, then, and then we saw Woodville smash Adelaide, bowled them out for 124, Ben Turley, three for 19. Hamish Martin, three for 21. Lukey Francesca, two for nine. And then Woodville in reply, the return of the prodigal son, Connor McInerney from Queensland. Nice. He yep. made 66 knot. And Campbell Vajla made 44 knot. And they were one for 125. Harvey Brennan, the only wicket to fall. Um, so they smashed Adelaide. So, and then we had... Uni amass nine for 269. Will so goes on his merry way, 77. Kyle Brazell, again, another good 66. Cooper Luke, 53. Uh, pick of the bowlers for Port were uh, Joey, Medu Ewan, uh, the leggy, uh, 238. Yep. Uh, Jasper Darley, 246. And uh, Matt McDonald, the bin chicken, 2 for 50. He looks hey. like a bit of a big chicken when he bowls. Um, right. And, um, and <laughs> Macker will be getting smashed me for that. But anyway, bad luck. Um, so, and Port Adelaide got bowled out for 172 in reply. Uh, will Forster, 46. Doug Leash, 27. Uh, Zachy Schwartz got four for 17 for uni. And Will Bazisto backed up his 77 with a two for 26. And was um, the all-rounder in the team of the week. Yeah, yeah, definitely should have been. Um, and then we saw a bit of a turn up. Kensington, seven for 233. Sammy Rahali. Now, I've got to make a mention of this. Saw some mm-hmm. video during the week, batting on one leg, got to 109 not out. Super 
excellent, magnificent effort. And Joshy Doyle battled with him and made 84. So out of 233, that don't leave a lot for the rest. Um, Will Daniels. Yeah, go on. Sorry, buddy. It's 109. Came off only 110 deliveries. Yeah. Seven fours and three sixes. Yeah, yeah. Just stood there and bombed him when he hurt his leg, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah. I saw a bit of vision. It was awesome. Fantastic. We still got it right, mate. But he was team of the week as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was, yeah, yeah, he cool. was um, number four batsman. Yeah. And so, prospect in reply. Six for 234. They beat Kenzie. So that was a bit of a turn up there. Um, yeah. uh, Paul Wasowitz, 89. Yeah. Jamie Denyer. Now, he just stands and whacks them. That's how Jamie bats. And he 69 not. I don't know if how many balls, but not many, I reckon. 56. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Geffen two, tried two fours with- and six sixes. Yeah, there you go. He does. He stands there and whacks them. Uh, and then he'll play a miss six and then he'll whack another six. Um, Cam Fatchen, two for 36. <laughs> and Jamie Cleggett, two for 49 for, for Kenzie. Um, so that was a bit of a turn up. And the match I had, um, we had a bit of a issue trying to get it away. It was a, bit, a little bit damp, so we had to delay start for a little while. And then yep. there was issues over um, – they had a – East Torrens had a B-grader that tested positive for COVID and we were umming and ahhing whether to play and we did. So I'm glad we got away. But um, Sturt won the toss and whacked East Torrens in and East Torrens only managed 157. Um, Darley made – Henry Dale made 34. Tate Robins 27. Seb Young bowling off spin that were spinning a mile and – just jumping four for 17 oh. off his 10. He was awesome. Yeah. And Privet was, three for 36, bowled really well. Um, and Sturt got there in the end at six for 159. Brad Davis, 45. Unhappy with my LBW decision, but Mike Cramner um, assures me that it was correct. Um, well, you know, Mikey's a tough judge. I think if you've won, Mikey, you've, you're doing well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was just <laughs> telling me that to make me feel good. Because um, Brad was pretty adamant he hit it. But anyway, I don't think he did. I think he did pad first. But anyway, yep. um, and Arnold made 42 not out at the end and got him over the line with Privet, who made 28 not out. They got him over the line after Brad got out when they didn't look like maybe getting there. Uh, Jolly size, 2 for 28. So then we had... The other game, Southern Districts got were chasing Glenelg's five for two eighty seven. Danny Irvine, hundred and thirteen. Jakey Winter with another ton. Uh, Damon Kerr, thirty one knot. Um, mm-hmm. Southern Districts in reply and he managed one fifty six. Uh, Brendan Cormack, McCormack made fifty one. And Liam Thompson four for thirty. And Josh Green, 4.37. So what that leaves us with is um, one more round to go, um, and we've got Glenelg on 60, Sturt on 60, East Torrens and West Torrens on 45, and then we have four teams 
Kenzie, Northerns, Uni and Prospect all on 30 points. So we've got Prospect playing Northern Districts, which Prospect should win that game. Uh, West Torrens and Glenelg, um, who are top and fourth. So West Torrens will be looking to get over Glenelg. I've got that game with Mary, so that'll be interesting. Um, Yeah, yeah, it'd be a ripper. Um, Adelaide play Kenzie. So Kenzie... Will, will should win against Adelaide to put them up to 45 with yep. West Torrance and East Torrance. Uh, Uni play Woodville. Who you imagine Uni will win, but then Woodville have got um, Connor back, so who knows what's going to happen in that game. That'll be a tight game. Um, yep. And Uni need a win, and Woodville can't get there for the finals. East Torrens play Port. East Torrens, if they win, guarantee themselves a spot in the semis, which are on the 30th of January, and then have the bye. So they're sitting second, but they have the bye. And so the semis are on the 30th of January, the grand finals on the 13th of Feb, but the last round is this Saturday. So, so after this round, that's it. I, I, I imagine they're going to replay the the Northern Districts. Um, oh no, that's a that's just a washout, isn't it? So no, they they won't out, get any no. points there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's the one day cup, but we still got the twenty twenties to talk about. Chef. Should I sorry, do mate? Team week. You can do team, team of the week in between. Yeah, go for it. Well, good. All right, all right. Well. Uh, Jake Winter from Glenelg, 100 off 111 balls, 11 fours and a six. Joshy Doyle from Kensington, 84 off 125 deliveries, three fours but five sixes. Uh, Will Bazisto has the number three spot, the all-rounder position as well, uh, seven off 83. And two for 26 off his eight. 109 um, off 113, as we said. Danny Irvine from Glenelg. On one leg. On one, yeah, absolutely. Um, and Danny's 113, not ours, 112 balls. Paul Wozowicz from Prospect, 89 off 116. Jamie Danya from Prospect, 69, not out off 56. Uh, six yeah, got him over the line. Josh Croon from Glenelg, 37 off his 10. Uh, Zach Warts from Uni, 4 for 17 off his 10. And a bit of a symmetry here. Um, Seb Young uh, from Sturt had 4 for 17 off 10 there as well. And yeah, Lee awesome. Thompson was number 11. Uh, from Glenelg, four for 30 off nine. So there's uh, the, team, the men's team of the week. Good team of the week too, mate. Now, Thank you, you run through the girls' team of the week because um, I sure. don't have the stats with me. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, girls. So all good. But um, the uh, women's first grade team of the week. So this is the first round. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I will talk about that in a minute, yes. Yeah, but I guess the women's season could split it right in half and have the T20s first, and then they have the opportunity to start their season all over again. Um, yeah. With the limited over stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Bridget now, Patterson. With the, yeah. 
Yeah, go on. Yeah, you, you go, Chef, and then I'll talk about okay. what's happening with the women's right. comp after that. Roger. Uh, Bridget Patterson from Kensington, she scored 80 off 102, uh, nine fours. Sarah Lowe from Kensington, she scored 59 off 53, uh, eight fours. Courtney Webb from Glenelg, number three, uh, 46 off 65, a couple of fours there. Kelly Armstrong from West Torrens scored 44 of 50. So the girls are going along at a good rate, which is good. Um, yeah, yeah. Carolyn awesome. Ward from West Torrens, 43 not out off 61. Uh, Kate Donovan from Northern Districts, uh, 3 for 14 off 5. Uh, Amanda Wellington from West Torrens, 4 for 44 off 9 overs. Taylor Gregory from Northern Districts. Now, these last, just, just I guess, take note of these over uh, these bowling figures. So Taylor Gregory from Northern Districts, three for eight off 3.3 overs, one maiden. Nice. Ali Wilson from Sturt, two for nine off 6.5 overs. Wow. Amelia Rolt from Sturt, two for two off four. And yeah. she, out of the four maiden, out of her four overs, she bowled three maidens. Um, and... Abby Cause from Sturt, two for ten off five overs with one mate. Wow. So, um, awesome, awesome performances there. Yeah, yeah. Now, just to talk about the women's comp, um, the Premier Cricket Committee have had a special meeting um, around mm-hmm. COVID and around the women's comp. Now, Adelaide Uni are really struggling in first grade, so. Yeah. What has what has happened is they've been removed from first grade, and they now have right. two teams. They now have two teams in second grade women's. So, right, um, they have a red. I'm not sure what they what the colours are. I can't remember just offhand. But they've yep. so they've re they've redrawn it. So there's only five teams in the women's first grade, and and. Eight teams now in the second grade, so yeah, so it's a bit of a bit of a shame for the uni girls to have to do that. But yeah. it means that they're going to play more competitive cricket, which is really good. Because um, right. you don't They'll want one side. Yeah, you just don't want one side winning every week by a million no. against uni. No. So yeah, so they so they've changed it up. They've they've taken the punt and changed. The uh, gradings, and um, and they've also looked at the COVID situation. And the next, this round was always going to be a one day game, and then the next round was going to be a yep. two day game. But now they've changed it yep. to uh, two one days instead of one two day games. So they've brought forward right. a, a round. Um, yeah, so. Um, at this stage, they've still got the grand final at the end of March, but that may change. It may come forward a week. We've just got to wait and see how many games get abandoned and need to get try to get replayed. So, anyway, mm. we've got to the business end of the first grade 2020, so I need to speak about that, and I'll be as quick yes. as I can, Shep. Sorry, mate. Um, All good, man. We, we had um, Prospect playing Tea Tree Gully. Prospect um, bowled... They made seven for 134, which is an okay score in a 2020. Um, 
And then they bowled Tea Tree Gully out for 77. Um, yeah. Um, Akon Mowen got two for 11. Jamie Denyer, two for 11. And Sutar, two for 12 for, for Prospect in that reply. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a good day for Tea Tree Gully. And then uh, the other game we had West Torrens get 139 for 130. Kelvin Smith got a really quick start, 30 off like 17. Um, then Woz Peters got 25 off like 19 rocks. And then Matt Short came in and made 27 off a of runner ball. Um, we had Aaron... Nakvi from Northerns, three for 20. Uh, Cam Led, three for 29. Harvey Box, two for 12. Um, and But Northerns could only manage 102 in reply. And Gareth Cox mm-hmm. got half of them. And Aaron Nakvi yeah. got 30 of them. Uh, Dar- uh, Daniel Fallons, four for 17. Geordie Buckingham, three for 16. And Kel Smith chimed in with two for 11 after his 30. So, but the match of the Tuesday evening was definitely at Campbelltown, um, East Torrens and Adelaide Uni. Um, Uni batted first, made six for 139, Kyle Brazil, 33, Cooper Luke, 30, Wilbur Zisto, 26, Joel Size, the pick of the bowlers there with two for 32. And East Torrens in reply hit a four, Henry Dahl, hit a four off the last ball um, to win the game, made them nine for 143. They were nine for um, Henry Dale, 73 not out. And um, he actually got it off Chris Beatty, um, the last over, hit three for 15, Chris Beatty, and he went for, I think, Eight in his last over. So his first three overs probably only cost him seven. Wilbur Zisto, three for 19 as well. So they really strangled wow. East Torrens. But then Henry Dahl, who is touted as a red ball specialist, can't play white ball cricket, he's told everyone, mm. I'm I'm here, mate, and he's done the job. So well done, Henry. Yeah. I great, saw the great review. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that what really that means – what that means is the T20 finals are on Sunday. Um, yep. And we have Kenzie on top, 90. Uni is 75. East Torrens is 75 now because they had a win. Woodville are 60. Sturt are 45. Port are 45. There is one game that has to be made up, which is played tonight. And Ooh. it is Port versus. Tea Tree Gully, and if Port win, their coefficient is better than um, is better than. You can still hear me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got Sorry, you. I just changed my screen. Um, so I'm just checking the score because <laughs> I thought I better multitasking. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so um, yeah, if Port win, they're through. So I'm just right. checking my cricket right now. Where are we? 2020 World Cup. Hopefully there's a live score there. I don't know what round it was. Port Adelaide, Tea Tree Gully. Port Adelaide have beaten Tea Tree Gully. 
Tea Tree well, Gully got bowled out for 86 and Port Adelaide made four okay. for 87. I mean, <laughs> so I'm not allowed we had to be tea tree, Sorry. Tea Tree Gully got bowled out for 86. Um, and the chief destroyers for Port, Nick Benton, two for 15 off four. Uh, yeah, right. Joey Medu Ewan. Joey Medu Ewan, five for 21 off four. Followed up Rashid Khan's wow. Khan, six for 17 last night. That's awesome. Well done, Joey. Yeah. He's bowled, he's got, well, he's bowled Port everywhere. to victory. Bowled him out for 86. Well so Port Adelaide in reply, four for 87 off 15.3 overs. Um, Isaac Conway, 41 off 47, and Scotty Dalgleish, 20 off 17. They were the main run getters there. So Port Adelaide, that means, go in instead of Woodville. Um, I would imagine. I wonder if the uh, ladder's updated. No, it hasn't updated yet. So, yeah, but I I imagine that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, um, full on there. <laughs> um, so you, yeah, yeah. So well done, Port. Snuck into the semis. Well done. And we've got six very good umpires doing a very good job on Sunday. I would imagine. I'm going to go down and watch it. Um, yeah. So it's all at Karen Rolton on Sunday. So if you're not doing anything, the first two games get underway at. Sorry, I'll just get to it. Two o'clock, and the grand final then gets played afterwards at six fifteen. So um, it's a big afternoon and night of cricket because it's under lights at Karen Rotten. Mm. Yeah, so um, and the the first two games will be played uh, probably on Karen Rotten and number two, I would imagine. And yeah, so. Um, yeah, good luck to the four sides involved. Kenzie, Uni, East Torrens. Yeah. I'd say it'd be Kenzie versus Port and Uni versus East Torrens, which is going to be a cracker after that game on Tuesday night. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good on, folks. Hey. It's going to be an absolute Yeah. has to be because these guys um, have been playing fantastic. We should see um, should see some really down there and awesome ground. Some awesome ground. Yeah, you're breaking up a bit there, Shep. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is that better? It might be a little bit better, yeah. Oh, no. uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. I won't move. I'll stay here in the one spot. Um, I guess we better – is. Do we, can we, do we, have you got any more for your rap? No, I think that's enough, mate. I've taken a long time, right. sorry. There was a lot to All talk good. about. There's a lot happening in Premier Cricket. There is. Um, you're the right man for it, so well done on that. That's fantastic Thanks, insights. Um, Not a uh, so, now, moving on to the Sports Power um, Chef's Rap. Now, there's a fair bit to get through here as well. We'll start off with Gummings <laughs> Girls. Um, Gummings Girls, they're going guns. Um, and I've got the report here from Gummy. Uh, Parry Hills won the toss. So they played um, Port Adelaide. And so they scored 182, 
Nat Cook, 73. Kelly Johnson, 71, not out. And that defeated Port Adelaide, and they 392 of their 20. Uh, Tash Hutchinson, 1 for 3. Angela Nicholson, 1 for 10. 1 for 13. 73. Um, yeah, you are breaking up a bit, yeah. Right, let me see if I can – oh, I'm going to try some technology here. Um, I don't know if it's going to work, actually. Um, that sounds better, whatever uh, you're doing. does. Okay. Yeah? yeah? Okay, I'm going to keep going then. Parahills won the toss and elected to bat. Before Nat and Kelly went out to bat, Gummy said to all the girls, this is that you can all stand up, show we can still play a good brand of cricket. It was a coach's inspiration. Sounds to me like speech that did the job for the uh, for the for the girls. They stood up. They really did. Nat and Kelly went out to bat, and Nat, the captain, was brutal with anything leg side or short, and was punished to the boundary for four. Kelly was playing an anchor role, just turning the strike over to Nat and waiting till it was her turn to go. The two girls brought up the 50 partnership in three and a half overs. Hang on. Oh, yeah. And then in the the seventh over, Nat brought up her 50. A real shellacking. Port Adelaide managed to slow the run rate down from seven and over by bowling straighter which made Nat and Kelly work the ball into open spaces and picking up the easy singles. By the 11th over, the girls brought up their 100-run partnership and Kelly decided it was her turn to pick up the pace and jumped onto anything that was loose. And in the 12th over, Kelly brought up her 50. Exciting stuff here, girls. I think, you know, same thing. If you girls can um, keep it up, the the crowds are going to come and watch too. The girls steadily continued on turning the strike over until the 16th over when Nat was given out LBW trying to pull a leg side delivery to the boundary. Uh, Nat wasn't happy with the decision, but we know that uh, batters are never happy with the decision, and that is cricket. Tell your story walking Nat, unfortunately. Um, Angela joined Kelly for the last few overs where Angela made a quick 18 not out and Kelly finished with 71 not out. It was Parahill's turn to field, and Angela and Nat opened the bowling, and the girls bowled nice tight lines, which made scoring hard early. Angela broke through in the fifth over, knocking over one of the openers. The other opener and number three batted well to keep the ball out and survived a lot of LBW's, LBW shouts. Persistence paid off Parahill's in the 16th over, when Tash trapped the opener in front for the second wicket. Nat, in the 20th over, managed to pick up her 12th wicket for the season to see Port Adelaide finish on three for 92. Some individual milestones. Nat, 73, and Kelly, 71, not out, hitting their highest ever scores. All the girls stood up this week in all areas of the game, especially in the fielding. Next week, Parahills plays Sturt, which is a crucial game for both teams. Yeah, yeah, I just looked at that. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at that. Yeah, that's a a cracker of a game. Greg Song is looking after that, so he'll do a good job, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, 
And, yeah, well done. So that's a fantastic brand of cricket that Gummy's got the girls playing. Um, and now we'll move to Para Vista, the A-grade. Um, eight for 188, defeated the Adelaide Warriors, 81. Shane McChap, 59. Jared McLeod, 40. Tim Hodson with a rare failure. Um, he only wow. scored 32, 32 for Tim. So you're going to have to lift your game, Hotto. Uh, Jared McLeod, yep, uh, backed his 40 up with a four for 22. So that's a fair all-round performance there by Jared. Suhas Amakudi Mohamed Ali, three for one off 2.2. Adam Kirtland, two for eight, and Brett McPherson, one for 30. They won the toss and oh, and decided to bat first. And Ian uh, had his 200th game. So congratulations to the A-grade captain for 200 games. Um, now, it's a funny, the funny thing reading this report here um, is a moist deck. You know, there was a bit of rain around, but hard wicket. It's kind of slippery and skids on a little bit rather than decks around much. Uh, really think about it um, until he was playing a pull shot and went to take off and his foot slid for about half a metre and hit the stump. So that's hit wicket. Um, that's first for Ian. So <laughs> he won't be forgetting his 200th anytime soon. Um, anyway, the game went on and in came Chappie to set up the game with Hotto just pushing singles and twos as they had the field back and they went into drinks one for 77. Suffice it to say, they came out and went off finishing um, their 40 overs, 188. And then Luke um, uh, was unlucky with the ball when Curdy got off to a good start with the first two wickets. Then Jared came on and cleaned up after getting his forfa. Um, the Warriors... Didn't really, um, didn't really get much of attraction in that one, but they they fell pretty hard. Um, all out for eighty one. B grade um, defeated Anglevale by six wickets. Anglevale batted first. You right there, Tangles? Yes, yes, thank. Yep, sorry. You're <laughs> having a coronary honours, mate. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, B-grade defeated Anglevale by six wickets. Anglevale batted first and were bowled out for 129 of 38.1. Varun Harathi, two for eight. Aswin Suresh, two for 28. Mickey Spry, one for 16. And Captain Jason Jackawak, two for 28. Jasper Matahar, one for 23. They go through the whole bowling list. Terry Collins, one for 22 or four. Paravista, four for 136, and they got the runs in 33.5 overs. Al Lippo, 21. Adonis. So Adonis is clearly only known by one name, Adonis. Adonis. 51. Adonis, not out. One, 51. <laughs> well done. Aaron Tim, 55. An interesting start to the year for the B-grade side. We had to deal with a few late outs and welcomed a new player to the club, Terry Collins, as well as having an 11th-hour fill-in in Mickey Spry helping out. And he 
you know, it's always good to fill in and play your 100th game for the club. So well done to Mickey Spry for his 100th game. And a true show of professionalism, uh, Jason forgot to pack a new ball for the game. And five minutes before the start, uh, luckily they had a shared fall and they were obviously at home. Lucky. Um, So they lost the toss and were put into the field. They must have known they were looking for the new ball. Um, Mickey Spry set the tone for the game in the fifth ball of the first over with a full-stretch dive at cover and a clean grab to save a certain four. Lobbed the ball to the keeper and find the batsman stranded by a long way. A bit of awesome fielding there, which lifts the team, which is good. Uh, They were awestruck by the fielding effort. A nice start to his 100th. That'll get him another game, I reckon. I reckon Very next. Yep, very next ball, Varun Harathi struck the new bat LBW and we had them two for none after one over. From there, they solidified with a 44-run partnership until the captain, Jason, took the uh, hit the stumps and followed up with a nick behind uh, the next ball. So he was on a hat-trick, um, a wow. Para Vista hat-trick. So um, I reckon there might be a bit of a call for Scott Brown's hat-trick uh, audio <laughs> tangles. <laughs> um, and then, like, Jason missed the hat-trick, unfortunately, because we weren't there to call it, obviously. Um, <laughs> and they they were 5 for 56 of drinks um, and rolled them for 129. Um, overall, the effort was really good. Um, they got the runs quite well. They put together their innings very calmly and had the uh, the runs in 33.5 overs. The Seas def- uh, defeat – they defeated Adelaide Rises by three wickets. Now, I think there could be a story here. Um, Brenton, the captain, is an awesome storyteller, and I think I even made the, uh, the write-up. So wow. here we go. Yeah. Adelaide Rise is 120 off 30.3. Lachlan O'Brien, none for 20. Baru Sindhu, none for 20. Scott Brown, our man, Brownie, four for 25 off eight. Nice. OB, none for 21. Kieran Kumar, one for 19. Brenton Stark. So this is obviously listed in bowling order too, right? So he's brought himself on last by the looks of this. His bowling yeah. figures, five for eight. Off now, you definitely could be bowling himself more, shouldn't you? Didn't I you? sure did. Yep, absolutely. Um, but Brenton is possibly one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and he puts all his players first before he does. So he gives he gives his players the opportunity he, to shine. Is his, nickname, is his nickname Iron Man by any chance? Uh, I guess we'll have to find out. So, <laughs> Brenton, can you – or Brownie, I know you love the show. Can you let us know, Brenton – well, it should be. Um, or it should be Starkey. Tony at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Parrot Vista. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, absolutely. Iron Man or Tony, one of the two. Tony would be better. Yeah. Uh, seven <laughs> for 122. So they won by three wickets um, in the 38th over. 
Nice. Uh, or 38.1, so the 39th over. Philip Atkins, gummy, 15. So he did make a comeback, and I yeah predicted that he would be in the seas. So that's uh, a, a good work, gummy. I hope you uh, – Well done, the gum. Yep. Um, Dave Schreiber, 11. Kieran Kumar, 10. Sabaka Sof- uh, Sofipka, uh, or Bert. Bert, 11 not out. And Brownie. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how you get Bert from Sabaka Safipka, um, but we're going to run with Bert, and we love your work, Bert. You ended up uh, helping the Maybe team. Maybe he's got a mate called Ernie. He might do. Might <laughs> do. I reckon we'll go with that. Um, and Brownie, 37 not. So it was definitely a team effort there. Um, or the big first... First line in the uh, write-up from Brenton, no balls, 15, and dead balls around 25 to 30. So um, there's the story, I reckon. Uh, What a fantastic way to start off the second half of the season, beating the top side, losing the toss and sent to the field on the small Thomas Thomas Turner Oval. Lachlan O'Brien, who was going to keep, opened up after Burt offered to keep for the first part until Lockie finished, to allow me the use of the young gun. Bert did a great job behind the stumps, but both Lockie and Baru Sindhu were unable to make a breakthrough. I brought Scott Brown on, knowing that they would not be expecting his pace. Now, Brownie is very slippery. Um, Mm. Brownie, I think you should be playing veterans next year, just quietly. Um, And he made the double breakthrough in his second over to be on a hat-trick. So, um, wow! <laughs> I'm going to read this word for word, but missed out this time. He's still waiting on that audio, Mick. <laughs> so, <laughs> Angles, we're still waiting on the audio. Um, from there, it was again a battle to snare another wicket with OB trying but having problems with the shitty run-up and matting, and it wasn't until Kieran Kumar beat the remaining opener to clip his off stump that we had our third breakthrough on the stroke of drinks and the risers were three for 98. So they were looking pretty comfortable at this point. Yeah. After drinks, things went brilliantly with their skipper and leading association run scorer out on the third ball after resumption. With the rest of the risers lineup looking like deers in the headlights against some accurate bowling, bringing Scott back on after the removal of the skipper, they couldn't handle it and lost their last eight wickets for just 22 runs in 11 overs to be all out for 120. So wow. 22 runs in 11 overs. That's brilliant. Um, we fielded so well, backing up the bowling, having good voice and energy, uh, and really applied the pressure on them when they didn't know how to handle with their batting stars in the shed. Stressing the fact that if we batted our 40 overs, we would win. The Vista innings got off to a great start with Philip Atkins, better known to the show lovers as Gummy, putting the third ball he faced, a chest-high full toss, into the car park for a maximum. Nice. Gummy looked in good good form until being LBW for 15. Disappointing to everyone who had a ticket in the nutshot sweepstakes that he survived without being hit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Gummy's, 
Yeah, yeah. Famous, yep. Yeah. And he was replaced by Dave, who also looked more settled the more balls he faced. Even after a long losing Shalish, we were cruising at two for 50 with Kieran at the crease. The risers were bowling plenty of no balls and even more dead balls from hitting the bare concrete in between the matting with deviation. But when Kieran was adjudged LBW, we lost five for 21 to be reduced to seven for 71 after 23 overs. It was oh, disappointing. To, yeah. So they were in trouble. So it was disappointing to see how quickly the innings fell apart and we were at risk of throwing away a golden opportunity of an important win. Burt entered at the fall of the third wicket and was looking solid in defence and had watched all his partners get out when he was joined by Scott Brown, who doesn't like the fact that he bats above me. (laughs) So um, there's obviously some history there. So And that goes to show you as well that Brenton even puts people above him in the order, right? Yeah. Um, so plenty of overs left. They set about making things right. And the overs and runs ticked by and the risers were getting more and more desperate for the next wicket. Slowly the total was being chipped away and when Scott smacked a six and a four in consecutive overs, the run chase had been tamed. All that was left was for the final winning runs to be hit which Bert gracious, graciously let Scott do, and fulfilling a career-long dream of hitting the winning runs. So well done, Brownie. And the win nice. was secured. And Bert and Scott put on an unbroken 51-run stand for the eighth wicket to win the match, with Bert batting superbly for 27 overs and playing his role for the team and Scott showing there is still life in the old dog yet. It was a pleasure to sit with the pads on, and watch these two go about the chase. And I'm delighted that I wasn't needed to bat, as I was just a tad annoyed about the way the chase had gone up until that point. But that's part of the deal, Breton, if you're not going to go out there. That's um, it. That's how the boys learn too. Uh, The win was very important to start the back half in the right way, and it brings us back into finals consideration with another hard match against the big-hitting second side in North Pines next week. We will again have to be at our best, but we have shown that we can beat these teams, so there is no reason that we can't do it again. P.S. It was great to have support on the sidelines yesterday from Marianne Floyd and Gopi Bujbal, and it was great to see multiple club record holder and life member Mark C. back uh, come out. Uh, So well done, Mark. Um, Love your work. I used to coach um, soccer with Mark. Um, he's a good, he's a great boy, great lad. Uh, come out and watch the majority of the match too after his turf was called off. PPS, sorry, it's another long one, Mick Shepherd. PPPS, Scott Brown went in to face the hat trick ball. Everyone thought he wasn't aware, but he knows things. We know things. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's the C grade wrap. The D grade lost uh, all out for 130. Off the 39.4th over to Air Royals, nine for 174. So they didn't really get into it. Uh, Tony Joseph, three for 33 off eight. Richard Fitzgerald, three for 37. Uh, Benjamin John, the captain, two for five off four. Ronit Semmel, none for 15. Adif Haydari, none for 18. Joe Farrow, none for 24. And our man, Roger Wilkins, 
Kaboom. Number Kaboom. 24 of four. So, um, yeah, they um, yeah, Royals had a had a big day by the looks. Yeah. Um, batting Nathan Smith, 34, Barrett Sharma, 19, and Xavier Smith, 12. Well, it was a pretty disappointing way to start the year for the D. Degrade and a bit of a reality check. Unfortunately, oh, well. yeah, it happens. That's cricket. Um, they kind of expected things to just happen, um, and they ooh, weren't willing to put the hard yards in and dig deep to get over the line. Um, wow. They gave them 33 extras, including, well, 20 leg buys. That's a bit harsh. Um, and can't count leg buys. No. Uh, Benny, you're a bit harsh because he's blamed himself because yeah. he's he kept, I reckon, for the first part. Tony you can't stop bowled. league buys. No, that's right. Um, you, we'll take them off. So those 20 or 13, uh, 33 extras, we'll call them 13 because 20 – oh, hang on. I can't even read my own writing. 20 Is it no balls? No balls. Oh. So, oh. Yeah, okay. That's not good. Um, sorry, Ben. Yeah, they're back on the total. Um, yeah. and uh, the the completely this side was completely different to the rest of the season, um, and they had a good player, good older player, who could do it all, but was not a nice bloke. Mm. Oh, we really just did not come to play. And at drinks, they were already three for one hundred and two. So that's staring down the barrel. After drinks, uh, Ben brought himself on to try for a breakthrough. And managed to get a couple of wickets. Well done. Uh, great catch by Virad Sharma. Uh, managed to constrict them after drinks. So well done. Um, and the bowling from Joe and Fitzy, we felt the halfway mark that 174 was achievable. Unfortunately, not many of the top order batsmen could find the flow in their innings. And the side that we played had a few kids that were sharp. Um, and skidded the ball a lot, and it was difficult to hit them. Drinks, they were two for 57 and effectively out of the game. After yeah. the drinks, we began to lose wickets. Um, I guess you have to put the, you know, pedal yeah. down when you're behind. And, and the yeah, if it happened. comes off, it comes off. Yeah, um, and it didn't come off, unfortunately. Um, there's a little bit there that I'm going to let go through to the keeper. Suffice it to say that uh, the, the boys didn't get the job done. Um, and that is that for the Para Vista boys. Um, rounding it off well done, with – Thank you, with Modbury. Um, last week, um, the A2s had a draw with Ross Trevor because it was too wet, um, and yep. the LO5s didn't get away either. This week is a really, really tough weekend for the Modbury, Modbury Club. They've got um, the, the A's are playing Old Scotch at Scotch College. So we know Scotch College very well from our, yep. um, our games there against the Vicks. And yep. they're playing there. So Old Scotch are first uh, in the A2. So that's going to be uh, yeah. a tough game for, for the A grade and the B grade are playing second place Jeps Cross at Roma Mitchell. Um, so that's going to be another tough game there as well. But Roma Mitchell mm. would be an interesting um, it'd be an interesting game to play there because that's the new super school. So that'd be a well curated pitch there, I'd reckon. So if well, you'd hope anything, so, wouldn't you? You would, absolutely. So yeah. 
you would you would like to think it'll be a, a, a nice, enjoyable day, no matter what the score and the results. So we wish yeah, yeah. all the players um, all the best and to play well. Um, and that about does it from me here. And I guess with the show coming around to the two-hour mark, that'll be about it from us too, I reckon. I reckon Um, it might be, mate. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, (laughs) If if you like the show, tell somebody. Tell two people. Tell three people even. Why not? Um, Absolutely. So leave some comments on our Facebook page um, because that kind of – helps us out with ideas or if you want us to talk to somebody uh, or a certain club. And I think, well, I've also um, made contact uh, with one of the Blue Steel Boys who are playing at Ingle Farm. So next week I'm going to have uh, some Ingle Farm uh, Blue Steel Cricket uh, updates as well. Yep. Yep. Cool. So Jai is the wicketkeeper there at Ingle Farm in the A1s. Uh, so that'll be um, that'll be good. He didn't get to bat on the weekend, um, but the Kokonis boys are playing for Ingle Farm and um, uh, oh, from Tea Trees, yeah, yeah, um, and Modbury, um, and I reckon it was Matt that uh, scored a hundred in that game. So well done. Uh, nice. So yeah, yeah. So well done. Um, but we'll catch up more on that next week. Um, thanks to Oz Sports Radio. Viva Teamwear, Blue Steel Cricket, The People's News, Secusa, uh, Sports Power at Golden Grove. Um, and you can find us wherever you listen, wherever you're listening now, basically. Um, That's it. Yes, yes, it was Matt Q. Connett who made 101 on the weekend. It was, yes. yes they yes, lost. Yes. They lost, but he made 100. Yes, yeah. And Jai's batting right down the order with the blue steel, but I think there's another another player. And Aranga, Aranga. Oh, that's right. I did hear about this game. Yeah. Um, okay. They were they were five for not many, and yep. then Aranga came out. Yep. Um, Shaminda Aranga. Yep. And made one forty four off seventy two for spot. Wow. Yeah. yeah right. It was awesome. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough. Sorry. That is all good. Um, and on that note, tomorrow and Tangles, we'll see you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. <laughs>